Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed, and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. The word of the Lord. Thank you. 
most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. The word of the Lord. For he and all who were with him 
yet Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Another 
completely irrational idea. But they put down all that was familiar, and they went with him. And for hundreds of years, in far too many cases, we Christians have missed the point of this story completely. We've used this moment to bolster our own agendas, haven't we? To go out into the world and bring in people so that our pews will fill and our budgets will balance because if we just listen to Jesus about fishing for people, we'll be overwhelmed by abundance, right? Why do we take things so literally? Yes, it's about abundance. But the abundance happens when we take the risk of doing something irrational for the sake of our faith, for the sake of God's kingdom. And so we must slow down and ask ourselves, what irrational thing is Jesus asking us to do? And we maybe could admit to ourselves that it probably has very little to do with our own plans and agendas, as good intentions as they may be. Jesus asked Simon to let go of his own plan, to trust God and do an illogical thing at an illogical time. And Simon did it and walked away changed in a whole new direction, a direction he could not have anticipated just a few hours earlier while he was worrying over his empty net. So what about us? What about you? We've been fishing all night, and maybe you are tired. Maybe we are anxious. Maybe we worry because we don't see the same old things working. But here's the thing. We cannot foresee what illogical thing Jesus will ask of us next. We've just got to get still enough to hear him. You are giving me the luxury, starting later on when I get in my car and drive away from Elm Street, of lots of time to get quiet and still and listen for Christ. For the next few months, I will be on a sabbatical that I have entitled Listening to the Heart Speak of God. And I've made very few concrete plans for this sabbatical because I still don't really know what crazy things Jesus might ask of me. Listening might get tedious, or might be energizing, or I might get kind of stir-crazy. No doubt I will have homesick moments of wanting to run back to church and settle into the familiar tasks and good company of my church family. I'm not allowed to, they say. God will miss you. And I don't know what all my sabbatical time will bring. But I'm trying to be prepared to hear Jesus' irrational nudges. I'm trying to get quiet enough to hear God's heartbeat so I might better align my breath with that divine pulse. I thank you for giving me this. I pray that you will have some version of it as well, both individually and as a church family. Your nets have not been empty these past few years. You've worked so hard 
to build a new building and take care of your old, beautiful, historical ones, to raise the money that you need to do those things, to construct programming and worship that meets the current needs and schedules, to reach out to those in need. You've said goodbye and hello and goodbye and hello to the priests who have been at the helm of this boat. All the while, you welcomed new people and baptized babies and buried beloved friends and family members as the pulse of life and death moves on in this place. You have been busy and faithful, fishing all night, surviving and thriving, worrying and laughing, worshiping and working, and all the while, Jesus is on this boat. I implore you to listen anew to his words. Not just his teachings, but his crazy ideas, too. How is Christ daring you to do something different, something you would never have thought of on your own? How is God pushing you to do something that might just overwhelm this boat and these nets so that you are required to call upon neighboring boats and friends to help carry the load of the work that God has given you to do? And how is God nudging you in new directions? Directions that require the letting go of plans and agendas and rational thinking to follow a new way. I, of course, have no idea what the answers to any of those questions are. But I do know that there is a still, small voice in each and every one of our hearts. And it's available to us every day. Some days we manage to get quiet enough to let it break through in surprising ways. I want that for you as much as I want that for myself. I want to hear the voice. Those fishermen, they've been fishing for survival. Once Jesus told them to go deeper and trust his crazy ideas, everything changed for them. It was no longer just about staying alive via the daily catch. It became an adventure of being fully alive, caught in Jesus' illogical conspiracy of love. Last night, reading about Iona, where my family will travel in April, I found a prayer which I'll end with today. It does not speak to our plans. Our plans aren't really the point. It speaks to our connections and how we can hold together. Because holding together is the thing that strengthens us for God's often unexpected purposes. So the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, networking in the church. Forming our loose ends into a fishing net, where the strands hold hands around the holes, making our daily work a sign of God's work in the world, sign of our connectedness, sign of 
For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life.
long haul. Let me look at that. So a few announcements. Who, somebody, who's making an announcement? All right. By way of letting you know what's going on in your own church, this afternoon at 3 o'clock, members of the Boston chapter of the American Guild of Organists will be gathering here to hear music by women composers, sung by the Concord Women's Chorus and played by yours truly on both of the instruments that we hear regularly in the space, the little organ in the back and the front organ. Um, it is free, and you're all invited. So if you're free this afternoon and want to come hear some beautiful music by the Concord Women's Chorus and maybe by me, I wanted to uh, give a special thank you to Patricia Kent and Sarah Johnson who joined with me this morning um, at the forum where we uh, presented about our mutual ministry review, which began at 10 o'clock. So when you go home after, you know, after uh, our wonderful coffee hour, you should have an email from all of us with a link to a survey so that you can contribute your feedback about our three ministry areas that we're looking at this year, communication, outreach, and pastoral care, or inreach. Um, so I encourage all of you to respond to the survey quickly because your vestry will be in the retreat at the beginning of March to, um, to work on, to analyze the results and see how we go forward to those areas. 2019. Don't look for the survey now. <laughs> I want to make a point of inviting everybody to coffee hour. We have two special things going on. The artist of the wonderful Sherlock Holmes artwork will join us for coffee hour. And hopefully, some folks will, there'll be enough room to look at the pictures because the other thing we'll be doing is a special sabbatical send off for Becky. So at the end of the service, we're not going to shake hands at the back. We're going to go directly into the parish hall. So please just move quickly and come into the parish hall so that we can properly fet her as she as she uh, walks away for some months of rest and renewal. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. There'll be healing prayer over here during communion. So please do avail yourself of it opportunity to pray for yourself or for others or for the world. If you're visiting with us, we're especially glad you're here. Trinity folks, please extend a warm hand of welcome to all those seated around you. And everyone should always remember that at this table, at God's table, there are no outcasts, no strangers, and no unwanted guests. All are welcome to come and feast at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ. So please do come and be fed. Let us walk in love as Christ loves us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.
eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. In the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood.
Hallelujah.